0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome to this edition of Believe in Grizzlies. I have two special guests. Garrick Rattler and Raphael Rattler, and they are the hosts of the Pales pod. How are you guys doing?
2: I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Uh, You guys, you guys whipped up on us pretty well, but uh, mm-hmm. but it's all good. It's all love. You know, I, I appreciate you uh, having us on and, and giving us the opportunity to speak with you. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I second everything my brother said. Again, it's a pleasure to watch Ja and, you know, what, what Memphis has been able to do so far this season.
1: So how how long
0: have you guys been
2: doing the Pales Pod? well, uh, we'll be coming up on a uh, coming up on a a little bit over a year, bro. Yeah, it should be a year in April. Yeah.
1: So what made you guys uh, start the podcast?
0: Well, it, it's crazy that you asked that question. So my brother and I, we've been watching Pelicans game for years, right? And mm-hmm. normally uh we either got 2k on the side and we're watching the game at the same time and we're talking we're talking through the game while the game is happening right and so you know uh around this time last year is when we said you know why don't we put something together where you know you and I just talk about the game and talk about the team that we love right and you know a month after that uh one of uh one of our shout out to our our, our owner of our company new Orleans that network he was like I like what you guys are doing um I'd really like to See where this can go, and you know the rest is history. Well,
1: great, great, great. So about that butt whipping the Grizzlies gave you guys like. last night.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough, man. Listen, we it it, it was a, already a, a tough task, uh, you know, just to to ask us to go into to Memphis the way you guys are playing, uh, you know, the the way Jai has uh, that team kind of rolling on all cylinders and believing in themselves and everything. It was already a tough task. Uh, to do it without Zion, uh, you know, so to go in there and then now we don't have Brandon Ingram. And it, it, it was a it was really, you know, it was it was almost like we kind of knew something bad was going to happen as far as the game. I didn't expect it to get, you know, that bad, obviously, uh, but we knew it was going to be a tall task going. And me and my brother talked about it earlier. It was like, you know, job. Ja, uh, has been there, and, and, you know. Has, has been with his team, and has and this this team has grown, uh, you know, in front of you guys' eyes. And you know, of course, we watch it. Uh, my brother and I, we we keep up with most of the NBA, so we've seen this this kind of rise, this meteoric rise of, of John ja Moran. And listen, we're we're fans of John, ja, you know. Other than the little Instagram shot he took <laughs> at our team, which is fine, you know, you, you guys deserve it, so it's all good. But we're fr- we're we're fans of John, ja, so uh, it it was t- it was tough to 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 think that we were gonna go in there and win. Uh, but you, but you guys did what you were supposed to do. Uh, you know you guys are have really high aspirations this year, and you guys took you know took you know did what you had to do uh, in that game.
1: So okay, um, today I saw that CJ is out, the CJs out health and safety mm-hmm. protocol. It's just like the hits keep <laughs> on going for the Pelicans. How it's you guys doing?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been the whole season, right? I mean, before the season even started, we lost Zion. So, (laughs) you know, and then throughout the season, we've lost BI periodically. And so, anytime you're replacing three of the five starters um, on any team, right? Much less a team where your two best players are under the age of 25, like that's going to be difficult, right? And now you have a new coach. Brand new coach, rookie coach, who, you know, shout out to Willie Green. He's been, you know, revolutionized, revolutionization to this organization. Sorry about that. A little low the weather. But, um, you know, we, we've really been dealing with it all season long. Like as soon as we find a rhythm, something else happens. Someone else in protocol, someone else is hurt, you know, something happens. Right. And so it's been really frustrating as fans of the team. Uh, but it's also good to see that this is a long term vision more so than just the season. Yeah, so the-
2: it, it is. It is. It is just a just a hop in there. It is. It's very frustrating, uh, you know, for the for the fan base. And, you know, when that news broke today, earlier today, uh, you know, like you could see Pell's Twitter. You know, my brother and I, we, we, you know, we pride ourselves on interacting with Pell's Twitter and, you know, being in the community and being in the trenches with those guys. And so um, and, and those and those girls as well. And so, you know, we, we you know, you could see them just the tweets come off about just the frustration. Um, Because this team, this roster uh, is a, you know, it is a, it is a formidable roster, you know, if everybody's available, uh, you know, we, we can all see that the, the, you know, the top end talent as well as all of the guys that fits in behind it, but it seems as though every time we get a, you know, a step in the right direction. Uh, you know, here comes the basketball guys telling us that, you know, we need to humble ourselves. And so uh, you know, just another hiccup, you know, for, for Willie Green to kind of galvanize the guys, uh, you know, and and get the and see what they can get the best out of. So, you know, it'll be a uh we'll be looking for a lot of JV. I know Memphis fans know know what that's about. We'll be looking for a lot of big JV down uh down this stretch. Yeah, uh
1: he's gonna be good on the offensive end, but that's another story. <laughs> um I just wanted to ask you guys about like Zion, and and I know people compare he and Ja a lot, but to me, they're different players, two different people. And I think that it's disconcerting how people are like comparing them. And I don't think it's a fair assessment to say, because like I talked to some Pelican fans because it pissed me off like a couple weeks ago when people were downing Zion on social media because he didn't call CJ McCollum, whatever. Okay, Zion, he was hurt, he's 21 years old. He wants to play, but I talked to some Pelican fans. They was like, well, he's not like Ja. He's not on social media like Ja. Um he's not, you know, saying that he loved New Orleans like Ja saying he loved Memphis. And they were telling me, well, we have PSD from Anthony Davis. <laughs> I'm like Really? First of all, y'all need to let Zion be Zion. He he's not like y'all. He's not outspoken and everything like that. He he seems like he's quiet. Leave that man alone. Leave yeah. him alone. Yeah. So, and then, And then that that float <laughs> that I saw that those people made, you know, for Mardi Gras. Oh oh, like really? Y'all, y'all yeah, Wanna that's, push that's, him away? That's
2: not. Yeah. That's that's not fans of New Orleans. That is a uh that that crew is actually a crew that uh that got around um and you know they their their whole thing is they're the crew of chaos and their right. whole stick is you know uh causing chaos and you know so political satire and satire of things around the city um that they make fun of and so those those are not i mean pelicans fans across twitter um were were scolding them we were scolding them uh it, it was not a good look for the city uh but but I, I would hope that Zion and uh, his camp or whoever it is uh, that was looking and, 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 and seeing that float also saw the way, uh, you know, New Orleans, the, the real true friends, fans of New Orleans came in and spoke down on that because that is that's not who we are. Uh, you know, we we love we, we love Zion, but. You know, there there is a bit of PTSD uh, among the fan base, uh, you know, with the Anthony Davis situation and how ugly that breakup was um, and and, and how, you know, he turned his back on the city after so many years of loving him and embracing him and defending him uh, against other people and stuff. So you get this. You know, this defensive thing for the from from the fan base, um, you know, in in a sense, but you know, just to just to kind of and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Raph get in on this, uh, real quick, but I just to get in on that on the Jai Zion comparisons. I mean, listen, they are two separate individuals. You know, John Morant is more of a he's an outspoken guy, you know, he's on Instagram drinking Casamigos, bumping young boy, like that's that is an entirely different, uh, you know, mindset, a, a different personality type. Uh, then Zion, you know, Zion is more introverted and more, you know, close to the vest and, you know, probably was raised with his, with his family, the way he was, uh, you know, there's a tight tightness circle and everything. And so, um, you know, the the, the comparisons between the two, listen, they are going to be tied together uh, for a while, uh, not only because they were in the same draft, but, you know, because of the AU things and them coming from the same uh, state in in the same and playing on the same teams and stuff. And so, you know, they're going to be tied together, but I mean, to compare their, their, you know, them, them, their personalities. Uh, it's in two different directions. You can't expect, you know, one star to act like another star. Listen, I have. I don't know if you, uh, Miss Sharon, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but I haven't heard, you know, Nikola Jokic talk about how much he loves the city of Denver. Um, you know, what I'm saying I've never heard <laughs> Kevin Durant talk about how much he loves the city of Brooklyn. You know, I, I don't hear, it. so. Yes, it would be, it would be lovely. It would be great if, 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 if you know, if there was a situation where Zion came out, it was like, I lo- and he has, he has spoken about it and talked about how he loved his city, but it's not as, as, as loudly and as, you know, out there as John ja Morant, but it, it's not to say that he doesn't love this city or uh, love this team. It's just, that's just the type of person he is, but go ahead, Raf. I, I know you want to speak about that as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you make a great point. Like, they're always going to be tied together because of the draft class. They're always going to be tied together because of where they're from, right? And so while Jaw's on this MVP-like season, of course people are going to say, well, you should have picked Jaw overall. I was one of the people, well, during the process, you know, I was I was like, man, if we don't get the number one pick, I want Jaw." And, and, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard anything, but it sounds like, the Pelicans felt the same way. They wanted both. They wanted Zion and John. And so to me, when, when people put one against the other, knowing that they're good friends Mm -hmm. off the court, right? Like they're good friends already. I think that's just such a disservice to, to my brother's point, right? Like they're very individual, very different individuals. They come from very different backgrounds. They have very different personalities. And the difference is Ja's been on the court, right? Like Ja's been able to grow with his team. Jaw's had stability from a coaching standpoint. Like Jaw's right. had the team grow around him, right? So that even when the Grizzlies, you know, don't have Jaw, they're still a good team, right? And Zion hasn't had that same thing. And so the same thing that makes the New Orleans fan base of any sport of any kind, as special as it is, is the same thing you're going to get on the other side. is passion, right? All right. We want to see our guy out there. We want to see, you know, Zion up there next to the Job and then battle versus one another. But you know, um, with him being out all of these games in this first three seasons, it's really to your point, it's hard to it's hard to say, hey, the AD stuff was long so long ago. Zion is his own person. When you've got a, a passionate fan base that lives and dies on every moment of every game to say, you know what, let me be rational in this moment, right? Like, I think that's a tough thing to ask from a fan base over over and over and over and over and over, right? And so it's tough when the two are put together, but ultimately when Zion gets on the court, just like last year when it was point Zion and the world was shook, the, the we, we were defending Zion at every nook and cranny, right? Any, anytime you said something bad, we were coming at your neck like we were coming at you as if Zion was the greatest basketball player of all time right? Mm-hmm. When he gets back on the court, I think you'll see that again
1: Yeah, because to me, I just think that people he's 21 years old, Jaw's 22 sometimes I just like people don't look at them as being real people they just look at them as the entertainment and the basketball aspect of it. Like hell, ja, you know, uh, Zion can have feelings the way that he's feeling because he's hurt and he can't get out there and play. Basketball probably is, is his life and it's just like, it bothered him, you know? He's probably not himself. And then like people can go into a deep depression over any little thing, you know, especially if you're doing something. Cause like for me, when I was exercising a lot, I hurt my knee. And I could not, and I'm not trying to compare this to um, Zion, you know, because he's a basketball player, making them millions of dollars. But Mm -hmm. I can sympathize with him because, you know, I was exercising. I hurt my knee, had to have surgery. I was exercising almost every day. It hurt my soul that I couldn't get back and exercise. I couldn't get back and walk. I couldn't get back and do this for a minute because I hurt my knee and I had surgery. And that bothered me for a while. And, you know, it could, you know, like if you're so used to doing something and you can't do it, sometimes it causes you to be depressed. Then sometimes you just sit there, you eat and you think about, you know, this, that and the other. And then people don't understand that side. Well, he should be do this. He should do that. Look at these people as they're human. I know there's fandom. Fandom can be like really scary sometimes. Look what's Mm -hmm. happening to Russell, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. It's just, th- sometimes it doesn't make any sense to me. And I love basketball, but this side of it, I hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because-
2: it, it, is, it is, it is, it's, 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 it's the, the, the word fan is, you know, short for fanatic, right? And, right. you know, some, sometimes people don't, they don't know how to, you know, kind of separate, you know, these people from their jobs or, you know, these people from their craft, Um, you know, they're millionaires, they're entertainers, you see them out, but, you know, they they go through the same things that we go through, you know. They go through the same family struggles, the same health issues, uh, the same things like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's not to 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 absolve, you know, Zion and and of, of you know completely because there are things on both sides uh, that could have been done better. Uh, but at, at the same time, you know, you gotta gotta respect him, uh, you know, for coming back into the city and. And and, and being out in the community and showing at least a little bit, you know, of of being in touch with the fan base and stuff. But, you know, like you say, it it is ugly to see that side.
1: Raphael, what's your take?
0: Raphael. I'm sorry I missed that one. What'd you say?
1: What's your take on uh, the Zion thing when with the pressure of like, he's a 21 year old Mm -hmm. and then people not really accepting him for who he is.
0: Right. I mean, my brother and I have talked about this all season long. Um, Again, I think it's very hard for people to say, you know, these are individuals more so than these are players that play for my franchise. Right. Mm -hmm. You want your team to be so successful that a lot of times you overlook what that individual may be going through, the money be damn right? The the status be damn. You're still 21. Like I, I I keep talking about this. We talk about this on our pod all the time. At 21, I wasn't making good decisions. Like, uh, like at 21, I didn't have the world figured out. And so from a person who's coming from a small town in the South who is very close-knit to their family, I could see them struggling with the fact that a year ago this time, everyone was talking about Zion versus Jordan records, right? Right. Everyone was like, man, what is this guy? He is something we've never seen before. Fast forward to now, people are like, will he ever play again? People are like, well, is he as good? Is he a risk? All these things. So to go from that to to, to where you are now, that's gotta be taxing on a 21 year old. Like, like, like there's no, regardless of your personality, I know you've got to be fighting with that. And so some of that is, you know, what, what comes with being the status, what comes with being ESPN's apple of his eye, like what comes with that, you have to grow. You have to be able to overcome that despite everyone's not going to be LeBron, right. right. Never, everyone's going to have it figured out from day one. It's going to take you some time to, to to really fight through that. As far as what people think about them, again, you know, fan bases, not just ours, but uh, any type of fan are very reactionary. Like, it, again, once he gets on the court, that's a different aspect. And I'm sure the same people that were talking bad about him then will be singing his glories then uh, in the future. So to me, again, I don't think it'll get better. It may get worse uh, before it gets better. Uh, to be honest with you, especially if he doesn't play this season. But again, it's a long-term vision with a young, talented guy.
1: And and I think um, the age of social media, I think that makes it even worse because them people, I think they search their names and they see <laughs> everything.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They
1: see everything. And then what, what you say, sometimes they say, well, they're not going to let it bother them. But if they keep seeing it over and over again, it, I mean, it bothers them, but people need to look at them as they are human. We like what they do on the court, but at the end of the day, they still human, and they like you said, they go through the same things we go through, but they just have a lot, a way, lot more money than what we have.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's basically and, it. Yeah, and, and you know, to to it is is weird because Zion is such a he's everybody who speaks about Zion. Uh, you know, who knows him, they speak about how great of a a young man he is and, you know, how polite he is and how he can light up a room with his smile and his, you know, his his energy is infectious and, and things like that. And so, you know, when you get on these social media websites and, you know, you see uh, you know the, the people just you know rail rolling him in and, and dragging him through mud um and it's like those same people would be upset you know if Zion left you know what I'm saying or you know if any star left if any star left the team then it's all oh, well you didn't want to be here well if if the fans of your the team the, the same people you see packing the stands um you know and, and tweeting about being at the game these same people are you know calling you out of your name and call you everything else but but a child of God then you know, I, I, you can't really expect them to to have that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And so, it, it, it's social media has really, you know, it, it's a gift and a curse. Uh, you know, it has bought obviously with Memphis you know uh, Ja uses it to rally his guys and promote his guys and promote his team and promote his city uh, you know and, and a franchise and so like it, it's a it's definitely a gift sometimes but you know it, it, it on the other side when when things aren't going so well um, you can get some of the worst of the worst from from social media and I, I can see how you know uh, a young guy who you know is maturing and trying to find his way back from injuries uh, you know can can that can have an adverse effect on him
1: Yeah, it it really does. Because it's just like we don't want anybody coming to our job and you know, saying that stuff to us and doing all this and that. We don't want that. We don't want to fight.
2: like my brother was saying, with, Le, with LeBron, like, Le, LeBron is such a enigma, right? He he was on, the, you know, in front of cameras at 17 years old and hasn't been removed from it and really hasn't had a hiccup in between, you know? But, like, not everybody does that, you know? Not exactly. everybody goes through like like that. Like, sometimes when the cameras are on you, you know, and everything that you do and some of the stuff that you don't do is reported, broadcasted, you know, everywhere for everyone to see, uh, you know, it, 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 can be tough. And But, it, it,
0: but, but and it's more than that. Right. Because mm-hmm. when he does get in front of a camera, like, like my, what my brother was talking about mm-hmm. and sits down with people in the media, like Antonio Daniels, Joel's mouth and says, I want to be here. Everyone who knows me says, mm-hmm. I want to be here. Everyone's like, well, that's what he's supposed to say. Uh, so then if you fast forward two months after that and they ask him again, you know, I know you've been hurt. He says, it's been challenging. I've been struggling. And I'm, I'm sure it's mentally as well as physically. But this is the city I want to play for and make the fans proud. Everyone's like, well, that's what he's supposed to say. So then, you know, fast forward to a week ago after the CJ stuff where CJ comes out and he's like, man, you guys didn't, you guys took it and ran with it as a media. That's not what I meant it to be. And so you see teammates like Billy Hernan Gomez and Jackson Hayes posting stuff, lifting him up but probably both physically, again, and mentally. Right. And Zion responding with support, like, hey, you are my guys, supporting the guy's birthday, supporting the CJ trade. But again, people say, well, that's what you're supposed to say. You can't win, right? Right, and, right. So at 21, how do you how do you overcome all of those odds while you're still off the court? It's almost impossible.
1: Right. And I, I just, like, you know, just, like, we put so much pressure on these young players, 21, 22 years old, and then we just want them to just bring us the world. We want a championship. We want this. We want that. But we don't look at the human side of them. And, you know, the fanatic thing is, is it can be crazy sometimes. It can be real crazy. And then it just seems like I'm part of the media. I am. But it seems like the media make, makes it much worse because they tr- misconstrue. They write this. They write that just to get clicks. I hate that. Mm-hmm. That's something. If I write something, I would never do that.
2: You don't. You don't have no to tell. You don't have to tell Pel's fans about the national media. Trust me. <laughs> it's,
1: it's not. It's not just the national media. Sometimes it's the local. Oh no, yeah, media. you're right
2: about that. You absolutely. You you don't know how right you are about that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's just like I see it, and and then it's just like I see them try to. They say something they want try to just get a quote so they can you know go viral on Twitter and try to do right. this and that and it is it's, it's not crazy so and then anybody can create a quote and think that a player saying, and it's
0: just crazy. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the other side of it is, you got to think about it. What's the consequence? So if they write an article or something like that, get a bunch of clicks, get a bunch of attraction and traffic to the website, fantastic. Let's say something happens and they're proved wrong. They just say, oh, well, you know, they just move on with their day. When, what you're missing in the middle is that you're messing with somebody's life. Like you're, you're talking about someone's life who's a child right now. And so- right. Like, you can say what you want to say, knowing that, you know, you can move on if you're wrong. But what did you do to drag that person down mentally the entire way, you know? And that's that's the day and age we live in.
1: Yeah, there are no consequences, but let me do it.
0: Yeah. Let right, me right, do it. Right. Let me right, do
1: it. Right. I'm a Black woman. People don't want me in this space anyway. I had mm-hmm. to create my own space to be here. Let mm-hmm. me do it. I would get raked over the cold so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so bad let mm-hmm. me do it.
2: <laughs> it it's it's you know it, it that is you know it, it, it's just it's just tough man it's tough to be the you know journalism right now as uh, well sports journalism right now is in a very weird place uh where you know it's more about you know the interactions than you know the validity of the story or the truthfulness of the story uh you know people bury leads uh, in order to to you know, in order to get the head the, the 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 clickbait headlines and things like that, and so you know all of these narratives, and, and we we've watched it with Zion. Man, there's been so many narratives um around Zion, and so many things that just you know it, it's like if he doesn't say it, then you know I I just feel like you can't you can't run with a, a headline and, and take that as law uh and then when zion gets in front of a camera and says something to the complete opposite of it then you just say oh that's you know that's that's pol- you know politically correct or that's media training or that's that's what he's supposed to say and you know it is is wild because that's where you know most people on twitter or you know and on these websites um you know i i just i i just think that it It is wild to see, uh, you know, these journalists do what they do and, and post what they post and say what they say and and create these narratives and pit the superstars against the small cities. It's crazy.
1: OK, so let's talk about the Grizzlies. So what do you guys think the Grizzlies going to end up um, in the West this season?
2: Uh, I like them. I, I like them. I like I like their team. Um, you know, I, I like the, the chemistry. I think that you guys have built um you know a really solid roster uh that plays to Josh strength, uh, you know, getting up and down uh in transition. Uh just a bunch of smart uh hard-nosed players like you know Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson uh, and, and guys like that is so you know I, I'm I'm very interested to see how you know that 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 youth. Uh, kind of manages in the, in the playoffs. You guys got some, some veterans, you know, big shout out to former pal, Steven Adams and stuff. But um, you know, you guys got some veterans there, but you, the, the the bulk of the talent of your team uh, is very young, you know, just like ours. And so uh, I'd be very interested to see how that goes. I think that you guys are going to be outstanding in the first round. I think, you know, the first round you guys are going to come out swinging, uh, and and going crazy but i'd be more interested to see as the as you guys advance out of that first round um you know and, and go as further down the line you know and, and the, the talent gets you know the teams get more tougher and things like that uh in the playoffs I, i'm interested to see how that goes but you know you this is a this is a season where there's a lot of injuries uh to a lot of key players as we know in new orleans very uh very much so um and so the, you know the west is wide open so why not this year you know
1: what are your yeah. thought, graphic, graphic I agree,
0: right. You got a very talented team, which the core and the nucleus of the team is very young. So to my brother's point, you know, youth tends to be what gets exploited in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love to see it happen because in round one, to my brother's point, you're probably looking at, if I had to guess the Timberwolves, and I think that's going to be a hell of a series um, because they're nothing but youth as well. So um, I think I think you guys are well put together team sustainable team. your parts make sense um, and you got a lot, a lot of flexibility moving forward. So you know you guys, you guys are gonna be one of those people we look at every single year for for the, for the years to come.
1: Yeah, uh, so what do you guys think about because people say that they don't like the fact that the Grizzlies players they talk shit all the time.
2: Oh no! Oh,
1: pe- well, pe- de- pe- pe- people don't like it, but it's just like some this of the this some is of the wrong thing, piece. <laughs> okay, <laughs> some.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, no kidding. I listen. I am. Um... If you don't like them talking, then shut them up. That's that's always mm-hmm. been my my thing because when we were we had our four-game win streak, uh, you know, coming out of all-star break, that we there were there were some things said we were talking, we was talking to anybody, anybody who would listen to the Pelicans uh fans, we would talk and, and let them hear us. So um, you know, I, I'm a fan of it. You know what I'm saying? I think that. If you want them to stop, then stop them. As it, simple as that. You want them to stop talking, uh, uh, you know, stop them. And so, you know, until anybody, you know, can, can get in the way of you guys playing the way you guys playing, you know, like, again, you, y'all changed your Twitter uh, page and put it in the bio about, about the Pelicans and stuff. And so, you know, that like I said, you guys heard that. And so I'm, I, I can give it. If I can give it, I can take the, the, the trash talk as well. Yeah, but
1: see, man. some people say that, like, for instance, when they played the Lakers, Lakers, Laker fans hate Desmond Bain now because he wasn't afraid. But here's the thing: the these, footsteps, yeah, with the footsteps. Here's the thing: it's just like they talk it, they back it up, but people don't mm-hmm. like it so. You should respect these people, whatever they respect them, but they just not scared of them, and that's I dangerous. Mean. That's dangerous. Like, okay, uh, I put on my shoes just like you put on your shoes. I respect I, you, but I'm not scared of you. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think that's what got basketball to the platform that it's at, right? Like, think about the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Like, people weren't buddy-buddies back then. Like, like people went at each other. They talked shit to each other. Like, that's what made basketball fun. Like, that's a part of our culture. Like, that's just, within the game, like, I obviously don't you know, insult anybody's family or anything like that. But if you're in the, in the, in the heat of the moment, like that's how you play sports. And so for the people that don't like that, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you because that's what we're used to.
2: Well, I Right. Guess- and, and from just to, to, but in all from, from us Pelicans fans to Memphis fans um, do not ever stop talking to Lakers fans. Uh, talk all over your mouth as much as you can. Uh, let their mamas love them. <laughs>
1: Like that sounds sound like something uh, somebody from Memphis would say. <laughs> I'll I, 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 go with your mama. We, yeah mama. we
2: we we drank we we drank we you know we have a rooting interest already against, you know, those, those guys from LA, um, you know, already with the pettiness, but now we actually have a really rooting interest against them as far as the draft picks uh, go. If, 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 they fall out of that, you know, that top, if they fall into the top 10, uh, you know, we get that pick. And so uh, we, we double up, double up in on the Laker, the Laker, the, you know, the Laker rooting against. So talk your trash to the Lakers, talk your shit, let them, let them feel you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and drink their tears. We ride along with y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you guys said that you, um, what about um, who you guys think going to go far in the East? Uh, I like Miami.
2: I like Miami. Uh, you know, ever a lot of people know that I, I grew up a Dwayne Wade fan. Uh, you know, that's my favorite athlete of all time. Uh, um, so, you know, I, I've been watching, you know, the heat is like my little side team or whatever, but outside of that, Uh, I think that they have the depth. Uh, Obviously, they don't have the star power um, as like, you know, James Harden and Joel Embiid or Kyrie and Durant and, you know, Giannis and and players like that. But I think um, what they do have is the best coach in the NBA. Uh, I think that Eric Spoelstra is the best coach in the NBA. And I think that they have enough talent and grit uh, to kind of, you know, they've been playing without their best players. Uh, a lot of their best players, Jimmy has missed some time. Bam has missed some time. Tyler Hero has missed some time. A lot of players have missed some time over there, and they still uh the number one seed in the East. And so I think that they are a... A tough team, and, and I think going into this season, I would have said that they were going to be a better playoff team than a better reg, uh, than a regular season team, uh, just because of the, the amount of veterans and playoff toughness and grit. Uh, those guys may you know not have paid attention too much to the regular season, just get us to the playoffs. But here they are as the number one seed. So I, I kind of like the, the Miami Heat uh, in the East.
0: Garrick already knows Miami. Giannis is probably my favorite player. That's not a Pelican. Um, And so I like the bucks Um, people count them out as soon as they won the championship. Like as soon as they won the championship, people are like, well, they're not going to do it again. And I, I I like players like Giannis where every time you tell them that they can't do something, they go out and do it. And so, you know, uh, with, with I think they've been kind of sleepwalking throughout the regular season, like Miami, like some of the other teams as well, where they'll turn, they'll take it up to a different level uh, once the playoffs start. So, I mean, Philly's a good option, but I got to see how James and Joel look in the playoffs when the game's on the line, when they're not blowing people out by 20. So um, I think it'll be a good one, though. It, it should be a good playoff series on both sides, uh, playoff season on both sides.
1: Well, I like what you said about Giannis, and that made me think about how Giannis, he's like in a small market. I don't know why Milwaukee is a small market. <laughs> when he said that, you know, said about Ja, he was like, well, Ja don't need to leave Memphis in order for him to be successful or he can win a championship in Memphis like he did in, um, my Milwaukee. But people say this every day. I be glad when y'all ja leave Memphis. Y'all ja need to leave Memphis. He need to leave the small market and go to the big market. Don't nobody want to go play in New York. Who want to play for that's, the Knicks?
2: That's what I've been trying to tell people. I don't know if people have been paying attention, but the, both of the, the all four teams on the on the coast and that everybody want everybody to go to the, the LA and New York. Uh all both of those teams, especially the you know the 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 main teams, the Lakers and the Knicks. Uh I'm not sure if people are, are, are you know trying to trying to leave out, out of these cities to go to go there right now. And if anything, people trying to get up out of there. So uh so yeah, I, I'm with you on that.
1: But but why do people think that? Because Ja got this attention where he was voted to be, you know, um a starting guard in the mm-hmm. West in Memphis because of social media. And people mm-hmm. people look at you know that his his explosiveness, his athleticism, and all that, but they really don't see what's the totality of his game, of how smart he is. So, have you got what have you guys been seeing as far as Jaw like when you watch him on the court?
0: You go ahead, right? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of Ja. and so to watch him grow from his rookie year to his second year to now this year has been a pleasure for me like i i've sit down i'm on record in a restaurant arguing about how good John ja moran could be with one of my really close friends dj <laughs> um like what he does like people are going to say well he's still scoring most of his points from inside the the restricted area and like why is that a problem like if you're doing that at a a very efficient rate, and you mix in a three here or there, and you're able to set up other people, and you're getting better on defense, and you're knowing how to lead your team. Those things outweigh the fact that you shoot forty percent from the three point line. Like, like, like. I I don't like the, the way the NBA has changed, and the way that people view the game has changed in a way where I'm not think I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. Yes, the three is more efficient shit. Yes, statistics and analytics and all that other bullshit. That's great. But at the end of the day, the job is to score more points than the other team and do it at an efficient rate and stop the other team. And so, if Jaws getting better at how he scores, whether it's a three or a two, how his teammates score, how he's able to impact the game in other ways, I don't know how you look at a player like that and not say the sky is the limit. Like, if you look at some of what the, uh, I guess the old heads, the, the NBA legends that are on TNT and ESPN and everything else, they're like, oh, John's the next one. But if you ask the average fan, they'll be like, oh, well, he doesn't shoot a ridiculous amount from the three-point line. So what? Like, why, why, why is that the barometer for being a good player in today's NBA? Like, Luca arguably is a top three, top four, top five talent, but his three-point percentage isn't through the roof either. Would you, would you knock him? For what he does, just because John's doing with a lot of athleticism, a lot of flair, and Lucas gotten a little bit of the European game, skill game, quickness game, it's a little bit different. People like to knock one on the other. But if you look historically in terms of Jordan, in terms of Magic, in terms of LeBron, the guys who change the league are also the most athletic in the league, like are also the guys that figure it out from the mental standpoint. They get better with their skill set from year to year. And that's exactly what I've seen from John.
2: Yeah. I, and, and you know, I, I agree with my brother. We both, you know, like I said, we both grew up Dwayne Wade fans. And so playing inside and, and not being able to shoot the three has never really been, you know, a, a, a red flag for me. You know, I, I love guys who can shoot and everything, but if you are a great, great player um you know, you, you make it happen. And so when I, when I look at job, ja, first of all, job ja has a, he has a, a a small market personality and that's probably sounds weird thinking about the person that he is but Ja has a way of like connecting community the y'all community together I I, I can see it from you know the way he talks and the way he reps Memphis and the way you know uh, Memphis Twitter uh, because I got a couple friends over on Memphis Twitter side uh, 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 Grizzlies Twitter side and you can see the way he does that. And like in these big markets, man, like they, these players get taken for granted because there's so many of them, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many, you know, LeBron felt came into, a uh, into uh, LA and people talking about he's not gonna be good at you know he's not gonna ever be as good in the eyes of Lakers fans as Kobe and it's like okay even if you believe that like you have one of the greatest players of all time come into your arena and, and play your for your team and put your jersey on and that's the first place you go same thing with Anthony Davis Anthony Davis went to to LA and. You know, but I mean, he he won a ring, but like nobody's like, oh yeah, Anthony Davis is just transcended. Like his his stock has fallen now, uh, going to LA. But the way that that Ja operates in a small market, the way he gravitates. And pulls people together, uh, and, and pulls the community together. Uh, he that is that is more conducive of a small market who can get behind him and, and, and cheer him on and love him and, and support him the way that you guys do. The the same way that I feel about Zion. Um, you know, this is a, we're, we're a small market as well, but you know, like we 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 care. We have a passionate fan base, and if you know, if you give us something. You know we, we we'll 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 return it ten ten times fold. You know, ask Drew Brees, ask Drew Holiday. You know, if you give us something, then we'll give that back to you. And I think that Ja has that. And, and you know, outside of his spectacular skills, you know, obviously he's one of the premier players in the NBA. Um, you know, one of the premier athletes in the NBA. You know, he he's just a, a guy that you know he's a leader, and you and you can see it. And so I you know I I I like Ja. You know, I hope he does well, you know, this season. I hope they make a, a deep run, uh, you know, unless the Pelicans get the act together, we play them. Uh, other than that, I hope you guys make a a, a pretty, a pretty sizable run in the playoffs. <laughs>
0: one, one point, one point on the small market piece. I think guys like Giannis and Ja are dispelling the idea that you can't grow your brand. If you're not in LA or New York, like, Ja has done it via social media. Yana has done it through every outlet. We had a superstar here not too long ago who he struggled to get a Ruffles endorsement. Zion, before he played a game, had every endorsement that he wanted at his doorstep. So you can't tell me that a small market is going to limit you from becoming whatever yada, yada, yada you can be. When you get a guy like Ja or you get a guy like Yana's who says, this is my home, and this is what I stand for, that goes so much further than a guy who's a rental and he's going to be on a new team in two years anyway. Right.
1: Because right. like Dame Lindler, he was on uh, Draymond's Dream podcast. He was nope. like, he loves Portland, but he was like, I know he said people was trying, you know, he like, well, what about Oklahoma City? Who trying to uh, break down the door to go to Oklahoma City? But it's mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it, it's, it is what it is. People Mm. just look at, like, big market and they just think that this organization... But I'm like, who really want to play for the Knicks? Tell me who. (laughs) I don't know. Nobody has chosen the Knicks other than, like, Julius Randle. I mean, but who really want... What superstar wants to play with the Knicks? When the last time they had a superstar? Carmelo Anthony. And he didn't want to be there after a while. And he got traded. And he got traded
0: there. They had a chance to get... What's in Brooklyn, <laughs> and, and like it was the same summer, right? Like the Knicks had the salary cap space and all that, and they went to Brooklyn. Like, what does that t- Like, how many years do we have to do this? Like, do we have to do this every summer? Who are the Knicks gonna get? Nobody, and, <laughs> like, and, K- and KD even said it hey, don't nobody want to play for the Knicks. Like, he right. said it, nobody will play for the Knicks. So,
1: because, like, man, I- I- I'm-, I'm with y'all, but
2: it's, it's-, it's, it's entitlement is what it
1: is. That's exactly what it is. NBA fans entitlement. Man, this is like whatever. Well, I appreciate (laughs) you guys. uh, I appreciate you guys coming on, talking to me. We have to do this again. You guys gonna have to have me on your pod.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is this has been great. Uh again, you know, there's a there's a rivalry uh between, you know, Memphis and and New Orleans, strictly, you know, obviously same division and you know the the trade and Zion and job, but you know, it, it's more of a, a, a right now a healthy, you know, a healthy rivalry. You know, we you guys are small market the same way we are. Um, and, and we, you know, as long as we aren't playing each other and we aren't playing anything, I, I'm rooted for you guys to to kind of shake the shake the mold up, uh kind of dispel all the all of the, the the you know the things going on. And anytime a small market wins, the same way I felt about Milwaukee, uh this anytime a small market wins, it is good for small markets everywhere. So appreciate
0: it. We definitely gonna have you on. All right.
1: What are your closing thoughts, Raphael?
0: Uh, again, thank you so much for, for, for inviting us on. I wish we could have put up a better game. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll have Zion, NBA, who knows. Um, but again, uh, we have so much support. And again, I have so much faith and and so much um, admiration for John Morant. So what he's done with that franchise I'm hoping that Zion's able to do the same once he's healthy, once he's able to play, um, and things like that. That we can have some some epic battles uh, in the years to come.
1: All right, I appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you later. All oh, right, well, thank you.